It's another Sunday night in the city, and we are cooking up some Canadian comedy for you tonight. Yes, the pun was intended, as we have a cast of crazy characters from Toronto's very own Second City. We're all doing some crazy things these days uh, amidst what's going on in the world right now. We're getting into all of that and more. We're talking Sketch City, baby, right here on Inside Jokes. Oh, no, wait, what does Dean say? We're about to go inside the joke. That sounds so stupid when I say it. Whatever, roll the intro. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Style SCTV is now on the air. Starring John Candy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another crazy episode of Inside Jokes amidst this pandemic that we're doing. We're remote broadcasting as usual. Here from my home, I am producer Vince Tedesco. Dean is off this week, but as always, sitting in our technical producer's chair is the lovely Loretta. How are we doing, Loretta? I'm doing well. How are you, Vince? Doing okay, doing okay. It's good to have somebody to banter with as we get the show opened up because uh, usually it's Dean and I. But being that I'm a solo act this week, you're going to fill in for me. Um, crazy kind of uh, things have happened the last few weeks with amidst the lockdowns and uh, and this whole pandemic and the crazy turns that it's taking. Uh, but nevertheless, we try to come together each and every week to bring to you one hell of an hour of, uh, of comedy and a look inside comedy. Today, we're taking a look at the world of sketch comedy and just how that evolves during a pandemic as no one can really see live shows, live sketch shows. No one can really take live classes or do improv courses. So we're going to put that all together and try to make some sense of it all. See what some Second City alum are up to. Uh, Some have actually moved into the podcast world. Some have moved right into your television set. And some even more closely have moved right into your very own kitchen. And without further ado, we're going to open that segue to our first guest, Mr. Alan Shane Lewis. Mr. Lewis, how are we doing? I am okay. How are you? Doing well, doing well. A lot has uh, kind of passed since we last spoke to you. First of all, we last spoke to you in our studio at Global News. Now we're on sort of Zoom. Um, But uh, how have things sort of been? I guess that's kind of a loaded question. But uh, uh, we always want to ask people like how they've been through this whole kind of situation. Um, I've been, I've been okay. Um, I think baking show came at the a very privileged time and helped me out in a, in a certain way, but, um, just now, yeah, just trying to figure out a schedule when there's not much kind of going on. It's kind of been the hardest part and, you know, not being able to participate in shows and, uh, all the other stuff, but, um, you know, can't complain. I think, uh, I think I'm finding a, a balance of everything work life balance. I think that's kind of the norm for everybody. You did mention the new endeavor that you are a part of. Well, I mean, you're now what second? This is your second season now doing the the show, the Great Canadian Baking Show. Yeah, if if we get a second season, I, I can't c- confirm if that is a thing, but if we do, that will be the second one coming up. Because we've kind of uh, have a, a second season theme going on this episode with. Uh, some of your old cast members and all, but but yourself, you've kind of taken it to a whole new level as you've incorporated yourself into the culinary world. How does that kind of feel? Uh, it feels good. I feel like the the show, once again, yeah, it came at the right time. And I think the people, the producers, the fans of that show are just like super warm and accepting. 
So uh, me being able to join the, the cast of that show and its fourth season uh, has been a true honor. And uh, yeah, I just I'm so happy that people are happy with this with the season that we did. Uh, and I can just be a part of it because uh, whoops. My phone alarm just went off. That's 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 <laughs> professional, right? That's what we want. Um, yeah, it just it was just the perfect time. And I think the people that I got to work with are super amazing. I think working with Dan Parnell has been a dream and Bruno and Kyla, I learned so much from them. So I, and the bakers themselves are so great. So let's take everybody through the kind of the, the realm of the show and how it goes. The Great Canadian Baking Show on CBC or CBC Gem? Yeah, it's on both. Yeah, you can check it on the app or you can watch it uh, at 8 p.m. And on bri uh, briefly kind of describe sort of the layout of the show and then essentially your part. Yeah, so it, it's essentially bringing 10 amateur bakers uh, from across Canada into a tent to cook under crazy, uh, under pressure, in front of lights, cameras, all of Canada to watch. And uh, I'm essentially an extension of the audience. I get to ask the questions that the audience would love to ask. Uh, I get to taste the uh, the food that the audience can't get to taste, and I get to smell the smells that the audience can't smell. But um, <coughs> sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah, we're essentially the uh, the extension of the audience and uh, and a conduit of them, and it's it's super fun. We get to just engage with the bakers, uh, joke around with them, uh, talk with the the uh, the judges and their big decisions. And, kind of had these conversations with them so it's, it's it was super fun and uh yeah it was the first experience i got to like leave the house and we were uh, under such like um it was, it was like earlier last year in the summertime so it was cool to like finally like leave the house even though i was so worried because like i've never i've never I've talked to anybody but uh the producers they set up a, a really cool screening process so we felt very safe as we worked there but it, it felt like a little oasis away from home at like uh at a time when we all needed kind of like a, a you know an emotional hug at the time, I feel you know we've just been kind of locked down for that long, and yeah, that was our first experience out. Well, that's cool. I like the way you said that—an emotional hug. That <laughs> the show is like an emotional hug that everybody kind of needs right now. I love that. Um, the show itself has gone through several hosts, but now uh, bringing yourself in—I mean, the comedic aspect. How how hard is it to kind of turn your brain from comic into more? Post and looking at something from, let's, I, I mean, a culinary aspect is one, the viewer's aspect is two, but can you, can you kind of distinguish that kind of comedic brain to a culinary brain? Is it hard for you or does it kind of um, flow with ease? I think connection is the thing that, that it just works throughout everything, whether it's com stand up comedy or whether it's with the working with bakers and, and, uh, and the, and the, uh, the judges, it's about just making those kind of connections. I think that's super forward. Uh, within improv comedy, which I ended up uh, switching over to and trying out um, improv and stand up, I feel like it's just when you have that connection with somebody, you can you can have a bunch of these different jokes and you can play around back and forth. And I think that also translates well to the baking show. That's pretty much what it is. I'm just, you know, I may not know everything about baking, but it's just me having a connection with that person and asking them about something that they're super passionate about, which is baking. And it's it's so beautiful to like ask them a question. And they're like you ask the right question, they're like eyes like light up and they can tell you so much about their experiences and what they're like kind of bringing into like their bacon, like the different flavors that they're bringing in. And it's like, oh, this is this is amazing. Like you are super passionate about the thing the way that I am super passionate about something else. And then we just have that ability to just kind of, you know, just jam and talk about the thing that you like, and, which is jam most of the time, you know? Have uh, Has this experience kind of made you a bit of a foodie or were you kind of always one to start off with? Uh, I always say that I'm a better eater of baked goods than a baker. So I, I continue to <laughs> do my part. You know, I think there are some people that need to eat the baked goods and 
I'm uh, I volunteer as tribute when it comes to that. You were more of the consumer type, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and just just like being around the whole kind of aspect, because I mean, there are a lot of art forms, and I, I guess you would say that, right? That would I guess cooking would be an art form. It's like an art form, a science, and like four other things all jammed at once. Because you have to be like those things I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Like you have to be yeah. aware of like your your oven's temperature and like where the hot spots are, where the cold spots are. You have to be aware of like the uh, the humidity because that can also change the bake too. And that can like add or take away time from your bakes. So and I'm just like, I didn't know any of this stuff. I thought you just put stuff together and then there you go. But it's like, no, it takes so many different things and so many different elements and so many different variables that I just did not know about that all go together. And you have to wear so many hats at once to kind of just like produce a simple baked good. Like I was just like astonished at how much actually goes into it. So like. Kudos to the, the bakers and their ability to get things done under those pressures. Well, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because there's so much parallel between the culinary world and the comedy world. Because, I mean, like, there are cookers and there are bakers. And you said baking is more precise. You need the proper ingredients to make a proper... You know, with cooking, you can just add a pinch of salt here, throw yeah. something in there. You can kind of get a little loose with it. And it, that it it's kind of resonating so much with comedy because there are comedians who take that exact same process to yes comedy is an art form so they take that same process to their art form as well and it's amazing because i think personally having a host like yourself uh works very well with with a, a culinary show or baking show because you get to feel that sort of a passion like you said between someone making something but there is that essence of you know what it takes to put the work in. But then if something doesn't go awry or, or, or fall into places you're normally, you got to learn how to kind of roll with the punches and pick up, which you are also very well trained in. You know, that, that's your kind of forte. So has there ever sort of been a, a, a mix up on set where you kind of had to roll with the punches to kind of make do? And... <laughs> uh, it's not, e not even just to save the scene. There's just so many elements where we just have the ability just like to riff and do our own thing they're like all right just like be you and then me and Ed are like you sure because we can get real silly right now and then we do and we have those moments and i think some of the best jokes that i think that we've created uh got some of the baker's ears to go what did you just say like what pun was that and we're just like we're just having fun up here you guys do you you guys you know uh, i think get, getting rafi caught to go what like i think that was probably the highlight anytime we got rafi got to just like kind of smile and just give us like a what are you guys doing? We're like, we're, we're working really hard here. You guys are just like playing around and like any type of those moments, I think that were, were the greatest for us. Cause it was just like a moment where we're like, uh, cause I think also too, like the, the bakers themselves this time they're quarantined together. So I think we kind of really did build a, a connection because like we were the only people that we could, we could see, like they didn't go back and fly back home. Like they were kind of there. So just seeing them week after week and just kind of building these connections. I think we, we kind of felt like a family in so many sorts of that. And yeah, making your family kind of go like, what, what type of joke is that? I think it was kind of uh, a, an honor and a blessing. I think uh, <laughs> at least in my household. Well, that's awesome. And the show is called the great Canadian baking show. You can find it on CBC or CBC gen, the app, Mr. Alan Shane Lewis hosts each and every week, and there will be, hopefully, fingers crossed, the fourth season coming up amidst everything that's going on with the world. Yeah, uh, you missing much? I, I miss it. I miss the, the night after night applause and uh, people clapping for me. So I've just been clapping for myself in the bathroom. It's not the same, but I try it out, you know. 
Thanks so much, buddy. Where can people <laughs> find all your stuff and where can people kind of track you on, on social media? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, the Alan Shane on Twitter and Alan Shane on Instagram. And then Shoeless Lewis, if you like to watch people play Twitch and video games, check me out there too. We're talking more Second City. Stay tuned here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 642. Hi, I'm Chris Wilson, Second City alumni, and this hour has 22 Minutes cast member, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I am Vince Tedesco filling in for co-hosting duties or hosting duties essentially this week. Dean is away and each and every week Inside Jokes is brought to you by Hakeem Optical. When you want to look a global pandemic dead in the face, go to Hakeem Optical. They're the best ones for it. That was my cheap eyewear joke for slash pandemic humor. Uh, sitting in with us still, sticking around because his good buddy has just joined in on the chat. Uh, I'd like to welcome another Second City alum, Second City superstar, Mr. Chris Wilson. How are we doing, Chris? Good. Thanks for having me. And uh, way back in the background, waiting to kind of chime in on anything he seems fitting, Mr. Alan Chambers. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. No problem. Chris's studio looks like a dungeon. Yes, yeah, we were mentioning <laughs> off air that Chris has sort of got this... ISIS configuration in his basement. I don't know what he looks like. Blink if you're doing well, Chris. Blink if you're doing well. There you go. Doing okay, yeah. guys. Now, you guys actually shared the, the stage together at one point. You were part of the same cast for Second City. Yeah, we wrote one, one and a half shows, one show. Yeah, one and a half. We got half of the show, the second show, right? <laughs> yeah, and then the pandemic hit. But yeah, we wrote, yeah. We, did, we got one out for a good eight months there. I think, I can't remember the title. What was it called? Uh, Wasn't, oh, if I can, if I could throw, if I could throw back time, throw back time. Yeah. You can throw back time. <laughs> yeah. Wow, very eighties theme on it. A lot of, a lot of old eighties references, you know, from when Alan and I were, were born. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Chris, how much do you miss it? I know we touched on a bit with Alan, but how much do you miss being on stage right now? I mean, is it kind of killing you? Um, I've, I've had ups and downs with it. I, right now I'm definitely in a phase of like, I wish that, it was all just normal again and we could perform again and it wasn't a thing last year at this time i was like oh this is kind of novel now i need to just like stop i don't have to be uh hungry for stage time all the time 
like even on my days off at Second City, we had Mondays off. I would find a place to do improv on. So I, I was essentially going seven days a week and then and then pandemic hits and we just have to sort of sit with our thoughts and sit still. And, and there was something nice about that at a time of just like, no, I don't have to perform. I don't have to seek out a stage. I don't have to like think that I'm not accomplishing anything if I'm not performing or or pushing my career in some ways and and we all just had to stop and now now I'm like well that I I'm done I've had my break that felt that felt nice but uh let's get back to it <laughs> exactly you know? uh, yeah sort of parallels between the two interviews that we had because we mentioned with Alan that, you know, the comedy essentially is an art form. And when you have a passion to do that art form, you'll stop at nothing to sort of express it and show it in any which way you can. And, you know, for our listeners listening right now, I mean, last year, we're talking 20, summer of 2020, Second City was open for like minimum capacity shows for a certain time. Was it not? Yeah, we were doing shows for, for 50 people in around August. And then Every single day that we went in there, we were doing like Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows, just one show. So we were at half schedule as well. So we usually do six days a week. And, and that was at the, uh, the John Candy Theater, correct? It was still at the same, the same theater, the main. It's gone mm -hmm. now, but main that stage, main, yeah, yeah. main stage. We started writing a show and it, was, it almost felt like the moment that we all got comfortable being like, oh, I think like we might be able to open this show to 50 percent you know well 30 percent houses 50 people um and we might be able to do that and we had written a new hour-long show that was sort of you know touching on pandemic stuff the moment that we officially opened the day after we had to close so it was like the same thing again as soon as we got comfortable <laughs> it was ripped out again so <laughs> yeah it, um, it, it just sort people, of sucked, but do you think people kind of uh, were ready for that pandemic humor? I mean, we've been doing it this whole time, but to see it live on a stage from a production like Second City, I mean, was it very well reciprocated pandemic humor? Is that sort of a, a niche that people want to? Well, I mean, at that time, yeah, it did feel like because we were still writing it in the way that you do a Second City show in, in terms of like testing out material in front of an audience. And if they laugh at it, then it's in the show. If they don't laugh at it, then you, you don't touch it again. Um, so we were testing out premises and the stuff that ended up being in the show is, was received well by the audience of, of 50 people, but it was still like, they were still laughing at it. So uh, certain subjects were either too niche, like only certain people knew about these like subject matter or, it was like, who cares about making a note? I'm not wearing pants kind of joke anymore. Like everybody makes that joke, mm -hmm. like zoom calls, no pants. That's nobody wanted that. Um, but like the nuance of like, ah, oh, we haven't, I haven't hugged somebody in a while. And like, I live with my roommate. Uh, we don't normally hug, but we're allowed to hug. So maybe we should hug. And like, that's a, that was a sketch that was, I did with Andrew Bichelle that, when fairly like people like that one a lot I, I i stand by that sketch too but uh yeah some stuff was just like <laughs> i still stand by it yeah 
Some stuff was just like, you know, it's 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 old now already. Like I yeah, we're kind of yeah, getting in. There's only so many Zoom jokes you can make and so many yeah. do that transitions to to Second City Theater. But I mean, you like everybody else in this crazy industry have found a way to keep hustling and keep yourself busy and you've uh dwelled into the podcast era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. It's called This Time It's Different. And you know what, Chris? I'll bite. How? Okay. How is it different? <laughs> well, um, yeah, me and my comedy partner, Peter Carlone, like we've been we've been doing comedy together for like six, 15, 16 years as a comedy duo, Peter and Chris. And we were touring around and and we were hesitant on doing the podcast thing just because I don't know why why join why join in the noise but yeah it's been really fulfilling like it's truly like we had to cancel our whole tour this year basic last year so we focused that energy into a podcast and we couldn't really decide what type of podcast to do so we were just like let's do every type of podcast (laughs) so it's a it's a parody podcast where we like pick a podcast and then we do our best a faithful interpretation of that podcast or type of podcast. So we've done like a full on uh, WTF with Mark Marin, like me me doing my best Mark Marin, and like really trying to get Peter to cry. Can we we've hear done, you like <laughs> true. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> uh, it's just a lot of like ah f- ah what's up, folks? Uh, geez, ah. F- just a lot of complaining. <laughs> Everybody has their. No. Oh, yeah, it's not a good. It's more of an essence. It's not a pitch. It's not a pitch perfect impression. It's a, it's a it's a grumpiness. A oh, I got my fucking cats. I don't. I'm, I'm probably not allowed to swear, right? <laughs> Mr. Boots. All of this out, so I'm hoping you know. Get shut down my, by the CRTC. My. Cats are here. They keep dying on me. Oh, jeez. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, and then we've done like a you know true crime podcast, like This American Life. So we're just kind of kind of like dipping toes into each type. But in in doing that, we've also stumbled into good interviews with um with either Toronto comedians, Canadian comedians, or like people that have been too famous for us to. I don't know how we we interviewed Bruce Valanche out of nowhere hey. like of Hollywood Squares. And I was like, I don't know why or how we're interviewing you right now. But our our network was like, do you want to interview Bruce Valanche? And we're like, uh, yeah. So that was that's just that episode is just a straight up interview. Uh, we did a Pete Holmes. Uh, you made it weird with Pete Holmes parody episode. And we tagged him in it. And he responded that he'd seen it or had listened and he was like, big, this is great. This is really funny. And then I just messaged him. I was like, would you like to be on the podcast? And he's like, yeah. So we're interviewing him tomorrow. So, I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of snowballing in a way. Very cool. Very cool <laughs> yeah. indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This podcast world has sort of taken off. I feel that it's, uh, as we were discussing, comedy is an art form and it's a way to express your art form these yeah. days because it's an open mic. It's it's the the gym you go to work out new material on. It's everything you need to say to see what hits, to see what works, to see what you can revamp. Uh, Mr. Alan Shane Lewis, have you dodged into the podcast world? 
Uh, yeah, I have a uh, basketball podcast uh, that I would like to promote over Chris's podcast. Yes, uh, do it. Yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure to listen to one and not the other. No, listen to both. Uh, it's uh, called Below the Hardwood. Uh, it's uh, me and a couple of pals. We've been doing it. Uh, it was actually a video show before, and then we just turned it into the podcast as the uh, pandemic hit. But uh, yeah, we have some interesting episodes, some NFT ones about like Top Shot. So check that out if you're interested in stuff like that. See, and there you go. There's a podcast for everything. It's sort of a, a fetish form, if you will. Now, Chris, I okay. mean, with the podcast that's been going on and the lack of sort of uh, stage time you're getting in Second City, I mean, you were one of uh, uh, one of many, essentially, of an ensemble cast for this hour has 22 minutes with a video that I just saw most recently in regards to the pandemic. Uh, sort of uh, like a musical for COVID or something like that it was called. I'm not sure of the correct title, but you and a bunch of the cast members from this hour is 22 minutes. Yeah, that uh, was, uh, I think the one you're talking about is probably, it was the closer. music. Yeah, it was the, the closer for the final, for the season of season 28. It was the final sketch and it was just like, the premise was here's every musical parody about the pandemic that, we thought of but spared you from so it was like <laughs> anything any song and they often were from the 90s but we just like did a montage of, of a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of songs and putting covid lyrics like it's the i can't remember i'm trying to sing the the eye of the pfizer <laughs> it's the eye of the pfizer it's the something yeah <laughs> My favorite was uh, COVID vaccine. No, it's COVID oh yeah, nineteen. Oh, I need, need that, that vaccine. vaccine. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that yeah. was. Yeah, you guys really you nailed. I get it locked there. down, but I get up again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, there he goes. You can't stop him now. Can't stop him. He's on a roll. Keep going, Chris. Keep going. Just shoot up. Whatever. One more. One more. One more. One more. One more. What was it? What was it? Uh, I can't remember. Come on. It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. <laughs> uh, stick around, everyone. We'll be back with more Chris. Alan, if you're going to stick around as well, we're kicking it off here uh, in a musical montage. Uh, more Second City. More COVID-19 jokes. All happening right here. Inside Jokes. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Julie Dumay Osborne of the Second City Training Center, and you are listening to Inside Jokes. I get locked down, but open up again. You're never gonna keep me home. I get locked down, but open up again. We'll never keep the numbers down. COVID-19. Oh, Welcome back to Inside Jokes. Uh, I am Vince Tedesco, and we are still Second Citying it up this weekend. It's a full Sketch City episode with Mr. Alan Shane Lewis. 
Mr. Chris Wilson, and joining us on the line right now, Julie Dumay Osborne. How are you, Julie? Not bad. How you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. You have now a different perspective from the first two guests that were on our show this evening, and they're still lingering on here in the airwaves, <laughs> but uh, as much as they are the stage performers, Julie, you are the art director at Second City. Tell us about this position. Tell us about this position prior to 2020, and then we'll get into your position, what it looks like now, current 2021. <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you because I only became the artistic director of the training center uh, five days before lockdown. <laughs> oh, so you were here in a poop show. <laughs> and that's one word for it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's get into it. How, 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 how were you doing this throughout a pandemic? And very quickly, we moved what was once an entirely in-person experience to an online virtual experience. We did that over the course of one weekend, moved the entire training center online. Yes. Now, um, as many of you may or may not know, I am a graduate of Second City, Toronto and Los Angeles. So I do remember the old training facility. Uh, I think it's a shopper's drug mart now, I think right now. Yep. One of them is a shopper's drug mart. The other is a pile of rubble. There's a pile of rubble. Yes. That's uh, sad to see them keep going that way. But um, (laughs) it is the nature of the beast. Uh, Chris had mentioned that, and we discussed it with uh, but the last segment that, you know, for a while last year in 2020, uh, in the summer, Second City was open. There were shows. There was, uh, you know, a minimum capacity or a 30% capacity in the theater. So working with a, a live crowd again was somewhat sort of uh, feasible and doable. But now all online. All online, yeah. So, and how does it, so I, I want to I take Second City. I want to do some courses. Mm-hmm. I want to, how is this sort of pitched to me and how do I sort of, enroll online and how our course is now done online. Please explain. Oh, easy, happy to. Uh, It's it's a lot easier to wrap your head around at month 13 of this pandemic life because we are on Zoom or whatever platform you're using to do video conferencing all the time. Our kids are all doing it. We're doing all of our business meetings this way. And we teach improv, acting, sketch writing, stand-up classes in this exact same setting. So we use all the same tools there, breakout rooms, uh, getting the group together, isolating which screen is active. We do all the same things here to teach what we used to teach in a classroom. Well, hey, I mean, <laughs> that's what the, uh, how the world is these days. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's worked in every other sort of forum uh, for, pe- uh, for professional forums and, and educational forums. So why wouldn't it work for, as we discussed many times before, this word has come up, the art form of comedy. Why yeah. can't it be taught online? Why it, we were worried about it a little bit at first because, I mean, obviously, had we not been kind of forced into this setting, I don't think we would have adapted so quickly. But we were pleasantly surprised at how well it translates and what it means now in terms of people being able to take our classes. I mean, you mentioned you took classes both in L.A. and in Toronto. Now, in, our, in any given class, you might have a student from... Uh, oh my goodness, we had auditions on Friday for the conservatory program, which is one of our signature training programs. Mm-hmm. And we had people coming in from, uh, <laughs> where do we have this time? South Korea, Mexico, Brazil, England. <laughs> people are Hold coming so in. Julie, you're taking applicants worldwide. Yes, we are. So and, what, and is more locally, what is it about Second Ontario, City Toronto? For example. Sorry, I'm jumping oh, around. Just, just saying, what is it about <laughs> them clicking on Second City Toronto versus any other of the training facilities? 
Well, they're, they're, they're going to secondcity.com and it's a central portal. And our team has been working together. All three training centers are working very collaboratively now. So we'll tend to match people to whatever class is most convenient for their schedule. So we're offering classes in three different time zones. Uh, and so you might, you might get linked up with something that is technically being facilitated out of the LA training center or the Chicago training center, depending on what it is that you clicked on that you liked. Very cool. See, that's something that could never be offered before no, because exactly. you always think in improv, you need to be sort of in there working face to face with somebody. But now you can be countries apart. I mean, we're oceans apart. And this uh, is not going away. Even when we finally are um, cleared to safely come back in person, we're going to continue to offer these classes online. So, I mean, there's folks in other provinces who never got to have a second city experience unless they were willing to move provinces. <laughs> now it's uh, it's fair game. Wow, that's very yeah. cool. And, and and as someone who's taken Second City Toronto and then gone to Los Angeles and done Second City LA, I've for me, we're talking many years ago. Uh, very different, uh, very different <laughs> sort of uh, uh, setups in the way stuff was taught. In the way, I mean, in Toronto, I always remember character building, building a scene, you know, working with your partner. LA was very, you know, you need to be funny right now. There's a spot open for a sketch on metal tomorrow night. Do you want it? Yes or no? That was kind of LA's mentality. Very kind of like a uh, dog eat dog world out there. But um, it's nice to see that you're adapting all of this, you know, with a simple click enroll and you can make, you know, dreams happen essentially online via second city for anybody who loves comedy and loves the art form of improv. Absolutely. Yeah, it, that's actually been one of the, the silver linings of this whole thing is getting to work collaboratively with the instructors and uh, the artistic directors in the other locations, because we're getting to kind of line things up a little bit better. There's a little bit more consistency across all three training centers, but each training center is always going to offer specialized things that speak to the students and the performers and the appetite of the audiences in those cities. Awesome. You hear that, everybody? Second City is alive and well. Join up for a <laughs> class. Take it. Do it. You do yourself a favor. Uh, Julie, let's talk some trash about the other two that are still on the line right now. How much of a pain <laughs> for they to work with? Well, I got to be careful because one of them teaches for us now. So. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Chris, you're next. Uh, yeah, Alan joined the faculty uh, two terms ago, and uh, so maybe if you're lucky and I can coerce him into taking <laughs> another class assignment, you might have him teach you stand-up uh, here with oh, us. So I got I to gotta be gentle here. <laughs> and Chris, I mean... <laughs> uh, but how is it now from, from the other aspect now teaching, Alan? Uh, it's, it's good. It's something that I always kind of wanted to do, just giving back and just giving the lessons of it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine. Uh, the, I was, was in awe of my professors who have uh, all moved on to other side projects. As, I mean, a lot of you guys are still doing right now, keeping busy with online training, with podcasts, with shows that are hopefully, you know, getting a fourth season. You never know. But uh, we'll dive into everybody else uh, and kind of wrap up the show when we get back right here on Inside Jokes. We're all talking Second City, some alums, some superstars, some art directors, some teachers, but all of them are hilarious, hilarious comedians. More with you when we come back from the break. Local News Radio, 640 Toronto.
Hi, I'm Alan Shane Lewis, host of the Great Canadian Baking Show and Second City alum. You are listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes. Well, they're all new. Everyone is new because we don't stop, can't stop, won't stop. Eh, eh, coming at you right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Vince Tedesco sitting in with some hilarious alumni and current uh, members of Second City Toronto. On the panel this evening, we have Alan Shane Lewis, Mr. Chris Wilson, and Miss Julie Osborne. How are we all doing, panel? Great. great. Doing great. great. Yeah. Just Amazing. Saying, yeah, I love the enthusiasm. Song by myself, but it's okay. um, each and <laughs> every week, our uh, show is brought to you by our lovely sponsors at Hakeem Optical. And what does Hakeem Optical do? Your, uh, uh, they, they, do they do commercials Uno, great. Tres, cuatro. Your yep. eyes can't have it all at Hakeem Optical. I feel like there's like that sting on the end there, right? Yeah. Take it. Yeah, Boom. Works for me. Awesome. <laughs> Nothing beats comedy with a you know panel full of improvers. Um, guys, this has been a crazy episode. What have we learned? We've learned that Alan has a basketball podcast. We've learned that Chris will drop show tunes at any given moment. Just give mm-hmm. him the go ahead and help be right ready and yep. willing to belt out some for some of those classic numbers for you. And we learned that Second City is alive and well and still kicking online. Sign up for our course today. Uh, panel, where can everybody find you? Alan, we dived into your social media. Chris, uh, social media, where can people track you down? Where can people look for you? You and can find wonderful content. Yeah, find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at I'm Chris Wilson. And then my podcast is called This Time It's Different with Peter and Chris. And that's pretty much what I'm doing and where I am. Available where all podcasts are downloaded, What's that? Available where all podcasts are downloaded. Available everywhere, and you can even watch it on YouTube, on hey, Peter hey, and Chris hey. Comedy. That's our YouTube channel, hey. and you can watch every episode there, too. Boom. Alan, is your podcast on YouTube? Yeah, Alan. Uh, Boom, in your it face. Could be. Yes. It could yes. Be. You know what it is. It's called <laughs> This Time It's Different to Electric Boogaloo, and I'm going to create that channel. Chris, I'm coming for you. Damn. And yeah. Miss Julie, for anyone interested in joining Second City, continuing on with Second City, had no idea Second City was still a thing and courses were still available online, where could everybody find all that information? So easy. Secondcity.com. Wow. Best one yet. One stop awesome, shop. Awesome. Oh, that was, that was <laughs> good. Um, it has been a slice <laughs> of Canadiana pie this evening because nothing makes me more happier to see our own homegrown talent doing all so well. Uh, guys, I thank you so much for this uh, hour spent discussing, you know, our lives during this craziness right now. But I mean, keeping busy with TV shows, keeping busy with podcasts and keeping busy with, you know, training online, still going strong, Second City. Shout out to all you guys. You guys have all been sort of cut from the same cloth, so to speak. So the camaraderie is mutual. Um, any final words, essentially, for uh, the listening audience here on a Sunday night? Chris, we'll start off with you. Oh, um, it, was that good? <laughs> My last, those two? Oh, good? um, maybe I'll, I'll leave it on that. that oh, um. <laughs> hey, Chris, I know where you can take a class if uh, public speaking is something that's making you. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll take one of those cat classes at secondcity.com. 
Thanks, buddy. You go there. <laughs> uh, Mr. Alan Shane Lewis. I have a cat, so that's cool. Oh, nice. So I had a nice. cat. <laughs> and Julia's refused me right now. Any final words, Ms. Julia? Nah, I, I can't wait to, <laughs> to see these two in action again. Uh, but in the meantime, the internet gives us a good substitute. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the one wish I guess everybody can kind of hope for is that we can all be together again, whether it's in a Second City classroom, on a stage, doing what we do best. It's the art of comedy. Uh, for me personally, to be back into a radio studio and interviewing you fine folks live in person and having that energy in a room because nothing beats the energy of comedy. Laughter is infectious. I thank you all for joining us tonight and I thank you all for listening in. Um, once again, this is Inside Jokes. Cruiser, I love you. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Out. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. When I say honey, you say do. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. When I say cantaloupe, you say no. Cantaloupe. No. Cantaloupe. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's the power. I'm addicted to it. I love that shit. Oh. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a black comedian. I always like to preface that every time I come to like different shows. Because like, there's a lot of unspoken pressure being a black comic, because a lot of times, you know, audiences are just like, you know, like, do some racial jokes, you know? <laughs> there was just like black comics on TV who were like, you just be like, white people and black people. Like, I don't do that, personally, because I think it's like beneath me. <laughs> but with that being said, though, everyone was all black guys, walk like this. <laughs> right? And white people walk across the street because they're afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>